0: Welcome to Backstage with Becca B with special guests John Krause and Molly McCook. Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of Backstage with Becca B. On this episode, this married couple met during Cruel Intentions LA. She was Annette and he was Sebastian. And now you might know him as the current Orpheus City in Hades Town, and her as Mandy Baxter on Last Man Standing. Please welcome Molly McCook and John Krauss. Thank you all for coming on this. Oh yeah. Thank you for thinking
1: of us. And for dealing with my technical issues. Oh, don't worry about it. It's quarantine. It's not it's, like we're doing literally anything. Right. Our dog, I, our dog Maxine, is six months and she just got spayed yesterday. So she, she's just in a cone and all drugged up. So otherwise she'd be like jumping around and this would be impossible. But right. it's like it's good. <laughs> <laughs> but very sad.
0: Yeah, I had to kick my dog out of the room because yesterday she barked. And yeah. I was like, no. Because the other yeah. dogs went out. And I was like, you can't bark just because you feel left out. Yeah.
2: It's amazing how many factors can can just interrupt yeah. certain things like this. Like, I do all my teaching on Zoom and just, like, the smallest little sound. I got to turn this off. I got to yeah. move this.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, uh, anyways, how have y'all been through this? It's a weird time. Yeah, it's super weird. We've been...
1: We've been okay, actually, you know, we have a really um, unique situation because John was in New York in a Broadway show when everything shut down and I was here. So even though that was really hard and sad um, because Broadway shut down and on the same day that John had his his lead debut in the show at the same time. It's like, now we get all this time together, which we've been really needing and wanting for years, <laughs> but especially since we got married, which yeah. has been
2: almost a year now, so.
0: Wow, time flies.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been,
2: what, five years, since, six years since we met? Yeah, six years
1: since we met and no intention. No, five. 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 Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah, yeah um, that's, that's better.
2: But yeah, we, I, it's been, it's been obviously a huge adjustment for both of us. I mean, obviously we got a dog, which is, A big responsibility but she's honestly been the best thing for us because she just keeps us really present and when things are spiraling out of control with the world or in our own psyches she like take brings us right back here to the present and um, yeah she's the best and I've been teaching a lot and you've been teaching some and you've been like you do have, you have a book club and <laughs> you've yeah. been playing Animal Crossing and no, Zelda. I kind of quit
1: Animal <laughs> Crossing. Once I like, I built it to my, once you I hit my it. goals. You yeah. like
2: finished it. There's yeah. like a finish line. No, there's kinda. not,
1: I did not beat it.
2: Well, you can keep playing it forever, but you got to like the, you got to the credits, which is essentially yeah. beating it.
1: What? I mean, I get no the credit. The credits do happen pretty early on. I just like I built, I hit my goals, and then I think from then on it's about like, literally just building Continuing. the most, the coolest island ever. And then I like, I lost interest. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I was nowhere near islands that I had seen. Like nowhere near.
2: Right.
0: Me with the Harry Potter game, I just lost the interest.
2: <laughs> what's the Harry yeah, Potter? Yeah, what's game?
0: that on? On what? It's on my phone. Oh, fun. That's oh. good.
2: Wait, is it the one that's kinda of like Pokemon Go?
0: I don't know because I've never played Pokemon Go. Okay. But
2: there's I've heard of one that's like that where it's like it's almost like augmented reality where you kinda of like use your phone.
0: Kind of.
2: Yeah.
0: Kind of, in a way. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. But I'm sure, I'm sure. I have a short attention span. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, uh so you all have both done a lot of theater. Mm-hmm. So and performing and acting. So, have you all always known that you wanted to act and perform?
2: Yeah. Well, we have different. Well, yeah, we, we have, have different, different approaches. approaches to to the business. Go ahead. You want me to start? Yes, I do. It's very kind of you. Um, I like in retrospect, all signs pointed to to what I do. Um, I w- was really like into music at a young age. My brother was a musician. Is a musician. He's a great drummer. Um, and he played piano when I like he's eight years older than me so I saw him like always sitting at the piano and I always wanted to do that and so I took piano when I was like nine but I was too, so bored I was like I just want to play drums. Um, my mom was like you have to play piano to get to drums and I never I never got through enough piano to get make it there so I was like screw it and then I picked up the guitar when I was 13 um, and I always just I was always drawn to performing in some way I took like a clown class when I was 10 or something I did, I did a poetry reading contest in third grade that I won at my school, um, but I never got involved in theater until I got to high school. And I, once, I, once I had like a proper theater class, I was like, oh, these are all the things. Like I can perform and then I can also sing and marry the music with it. And that's where musical theater all comes in. And I was singing, I started singing at church, um, but it wasn't really till like halfway through high school that I was like, I think this is something I can actually do and that I'm good at. I always played sports and things, but I never felt like I was ever going to be a professional sports person. (laughs) Athlete. That's the word, a professional sports person. Um, I like that better, but I, I was drawn to it so deeply in such a, in such a way I couldn't really describe that. It was just like, I have to do this. It's just like, there's no other option. You know, I didn't have a plan B and I, so I just kind of went into it full steam ahead. Um, got into a great school for theater and that's where I was like okay so I like I got into like a great school and it's gonna give me that that kind of experience that will prepare me for the for the world because I felt like I was so behind I'd only had my drama classes in high school Mm. um and so once I got there I was like okay this is like I'm gonna do this as a profession and thank god I still am somehow (laughs) yes yeah
1: yeah um
2: and yeah, I mean,
1: I was, like, totally the opposite. I, like, I basically came out of the womb, like, singing and dancing. Um, yeah, I just, and I, I grew up in a family that, you know, my parents were both actors, and and so I kind of, I grew up uh, just being very aware of the arts, And um, <clears throat> and actually, it wasn't like my parents pushed me into it at all. They actually, like, didn't want me, they were frightened of having their child be like a kid actor. So they, they said you can do all the theater that you want and um, all the acting classes, music classes, voice lessons, whatever. But like, you're not gonna be a professional kid actor. We don't wanna like ruin your childhood. You're gonna stay in school and do all that. Even though I like, I screamed and cried and like practically begged them for like every single day. Yeah, and then, um, so I, I did a lot of like a lot of theater camps and a lot of productions and voice lessons and stuff like that. Um, for years and years and then, and then I was like 15 when finally they couldn't shut me up anymore about like auditioning professionally for TV. Cause I wanted, I was like in an acting class with all these kids who had their own like Disney and Nickelodeon shows who, who all like, I mean, I, I wanted that. I wanted that exact same thing. Um, but I, in retrospect, looking back, I'm really glad that they, they did what they did and, and made me stay in school and, um, yeah. And I started professionally auditioning like when I was 15 and I booked my first job in like doing an episodic thing, but then I didn't work for a couple of years because I was always, um, too tall. Like I, I was, I was way taller than everyone that was my age. And it wasn't like I looked older, so I couldn't play older. I, I did like one episode where I played a basketball player <laughs> and I still was like so much taller than all the other girls on my team. Um, but I continued to do theater and then like, and things kind of started I, and I really, really did a lot of productions, like all through my like teenage years. And I went to a summer camp where I did a lot of productions and I did a lot of them here too. And then, and then things kind of like slowly started picking up for me, like with TV auditions and stuff. Like, I guess when I was like 20 ish,
0: but yeah.
2: 19,
0: yeah. I not know. Yeah. So how did you all both get into the la theater scene because i asked jordan about like how he met everyone yeah for the other day and everything seemed to come back to molly
1: (laughs) (laughs) well jordan yeah jordan and i have a lot of history like we met and we kind of like started a lot of things together um how did i initially even how did i initially even find out about rockwell i mean Mm -hmm. like the, th- the thing is that's different for both of us is we we both grew up in LA. I mean, he grew up in Palos Verdes, but that's a, only, a li- I mean, it's LA. Um, and I grew up here. So I, I really was always kind of like in the know of the theater that's been going on because I was here, but also because like my friends that I grew up doing theater with, like seeing kind of what they were doing nearby and stuff. So that was it. And then and then I think I, think, uh, I had the idea for, for a long time that like, Oh, in order to do theater, I need to like move to New York and try Broadway. Um, I mean, and it's true, like the theater scene in LA is quite small, but, um, when I had like discovered Rockwell, when they, when, um, for the record was still there. Um, I just was like so madly in love with what they were doing and, and making, um, musical versions of movies and kind of like combining, uh, whether it be like directors or whatever, or themes or, you know, and kind of making these jukebox kind of musicals. And, and I, and I, and, and to be able to like look at the audience members or sit on their laps and like, <laughs> and have them be a part of it. So I just, I was really in love with that. And, and um, I can't initially remember, but I, I think it was like literally someone that I knew or someone, or maybe even that we like went to Rockwell to see a show for fun. And I was like, I have to be a part of this group. Um, what was
2: your first show there? Do you remember
1: that I did or that mm-hmm. I saw? Okay. <clears throat> what was the first show that I did? Was it. I don't know.
2: So, uh, Edges? Years and no. years.
1: I don't think Edges was the first. Do you know, Becca? <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm like, I, yeah, I was going to say
0: what Maybe was Maybe Jagged Little Pill. Jagged Little Pill. I didn't, yeah. I didn't get to see that one. Winter still mm. so Yeah, which for anybody I'm- who ends up
1: watching this, it, it is, is not the one that's on Broadway. We <laughs> did. We did. No affiliation. We did a different version, <laughs> but like, um, yeah, I think that was my first official musical there. I yeah. think I may have done like a few like um, like Disney night things or mm-hmm. like you know where I like would go and sing a song, and then a friend Tyler Sheaf and I would like host once a week or once a month
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, would host like a a, like a, I don't know, I don't think it was a Disney night, but it was just kind of like an open mic kind of thing, and people could come and sing, which was really really fun. Cool. So it became like my, it became a home very quickly for me. So I think once I started actually doing like real shows there, it really became like second nature. Mm. And then I met this one, and so that's <laughs> more special.
2: Yeah, I I came about it just totally by happenstance and luck. I was doing Rock of Ages in Las Vegas. And on my opening night, I had repla- I was the first replacement of the lead at the Venetian, um, where the show was happening. And on my opening night, they were like, "Oh, by the way, we we gave free tickets to the cast of Wicked, who's in town." And I was like, "Still such a fangirl of Wicked, I still <laughs> am." You <a> fangirl? <laughs> I guess I- <laughs> right. I just right. to tell you. Um, no, I I fam. I guess there are fan. Of course, there are fanboys, but <laughs> I always I about go ask to ask fangirl. You. I know. You <laughs> <are>. <laughs> um, so I was like, okay, no pressure, you know, other professionals, like, in the, and I was only 23 or 24 at the time, and I still felt like very green and scared, and anyway, so they were all in the audience, and I remember just trying to give like even, an even better show mm-hmm. for them, and it turned out that my friend Adam McDonald, who was the assistant music director on the tour at the time, he was living with Emma Hunton, who was the Alphabet. And so we like spent the next, I think they were there for like a week or two more. And we like,
1: wait, wasn't she there? Wasn't Lindsay? They
2: came back and like, oh, got it, got it.
1: um,
2: Like a few months later, but um, Emma and I got really close in that time. And then she went, the next stop for them was LA. And so while she was in LA, she started to kind of put down her roots again back in LA because she's, she was, she is based here. Well now, Um, Yeah. Yeah. And so she got the opportunity to join Cruel Intentions, and just by happenstance and and the universe working in mysterious ways, Connie, Constantine Rizzulli, was going to go to Vegas to do a show, and I was about to leave uh, Vegas to come back to LA. And she's like, actually, Everyone's gonna be like, perfect, we need someone, we need a guy to replace Sebastian. Does anyone know anyone? Because that's kind of how things worked there. Yeah, there were auditions every now and then, and now I think there are like they're mandated, but
1: right,
2: it was kind of just a a word of mouth like, who do you know? Who do you trust? Because it's a family and you don't want to mess with the vibe. Mm -hmm. So I came in and I we have our my audition Mm -hmm. with her on tape, which is crazy. Um, we we're just, We're cute. back. We're backstage. He's holding his sign. Uh, "Quote unquote." Yeah. We're backstage at yeah at Rockwell, yeah. and we're just—it's it, crazy. We're yeah, just acting for the first see. time. It was a me- an immediate connection of just of of acting. It was an, yeah. You know, it wasn't a love connection at first sight. I mean, maybe it was. Who knows. <laughs>
0: um,
2: but that was my first introduction. My I guess I've gone back to do yeah little one-off things, but mm-hmm. I'm so grateful for it because it was the first thing I ever did professionally in Los Angeles um Who and brought it brought you back home yeah brought moment. me back home my parents my whole family got to see it my agents out here got to see me in something um it was really special and then I, I met you yeah that's like number one a little fact yeah. did
0: you all ever expect when you joined Cruel Intentions to for it to get the reviews it got and the audience reactions that it got, because it was loved by everyone. I know, Mm -hmm. I
1: know. I mean, like, look, it's such a hit or miss. I mean, for anything, when you're creating something, you don't know how it's going to be received by people. And not to mention, like, you pick something like Cruel Intentions that's like a cult classic. And and to me, I'm like, I'm obsessed with that movie. So like, everyone would love this. And you put 90s music with it and duh. (laughs) But I don't, but then you have to remember like, is everybody else going to react the same way? And and for me, I was involved with it from the very beginning. Like when Jordan first, first had the idea and we even just had like a table read and, and talked it out. Mm-hmm. It was such an interesting thing because we just kind of thought like, what a fun thing to do with our friends, like period. And mm-hmm. to be able to like continuously just like do that, even if it was for just like a week or two. Um, so no, I don't think you ever expect um, any sort of like big reaction. I mean, it was such a blessing that it, 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 um, can like kept getting extended the way that it did. I mean, I look back on that year and like we really did it for a really long time. And then we brought it back to another venue later yeah. and, and, um,
2: and then it went to Off Broadway. Yeah. Tour in England. And it's just, yeah. Hilarious. And you just
1: never know. You really don't. I don't, I don't think that we expected that at all. But then once it started happening, we were like, oh, okay, we have something really special. And there, cause there was so much, um, a lot of the parodies there, she biting? She's,
2: no, she's okay. just.
1: Uh, a lot of the parodies there, <laughs> she has the cone on it. I just wanna make sure she's not getting around yeah, it.
2: On yeah. it. Um,
1: the parodies there are so wonderful and that's why I was so excited to do anything there because like you sit there and you laugh and you laugh and you laugh and you drink and you eat and it's like such a fun thing to go see. But there's something really special about Cruel that was like a mix of that with like a lot of heart. And mm-hmm, obviously mm-hmm. like I give cred- all the credit to the movie because it has that already. Um, But I also give credit to like all of us who were a part of it, like everybody of the creative team and the actors who were even uh, originally or who came in that like, they just like, we knew the vibe. Um, And that was just like, I think just bringing honesty and heart.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's funny. (laughs) I'll take it. So um, what what was cool coming from Rock of Ages is actually Rock of Ages started in a little bar on the Sunset Strip in Los Angeles. So it had the same beginnings. So I've seen, you know, firsthand what a show can do from those humble beginnings. But I just when I heard about it and the way Emma pitched it to me, I was just like, There's no way it's this good and this fun in this like little dinner theater kind of space. Maybe I was on my high horse of like coming from a huge venue in Vegas and like all the glitz and glamour of that. Sure. But I came and I watched the first time I watched the show, I was like oh, okay, got it. Like, she, she blew me away because her voice is, like, so distinct and so exciting. And, Stop. yeah. And then and her acting, like, weeping and crying and belting okay. all at the same time. Like, everything. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then Connie was incredible. And I was like, wait, I get to, like, sing those songs and act alongside this tremendous actress. And then, like, everyone else in the company, no one was a weak link. You know, mm-hmm. everyone had their moments. Everyone had, it's a really special show. Like, everyone yeah. has a moment. And not to mention
1: like, we're 90s
2: babies so right, like also right. to be able to like
1: to be like i get to sing iris like mm-hmm. to be able to That's like I mean. sing the songs that we grew up listening to sorry for interrupting it's anyway, fine but that was special
2: we're too. gonna talk about it later it's fine yeah. <laughs> it's so, mark uh,
0: one of my questions
2: <laughs> yeah um but yeah so it was i didn't i don't think i ever thought it would get as big as it mm-hmm. did um but i in retrospect everything is hindsight 2020 20, right but it's mm-hmm. it it had all the makings to be a cult classic yet again and it kind of is yeah
0: yeah, yeah. there's a special connection there yeah. Uh, yeah so speaking of 90s songs what was your favorite 90s song to sing in the musical
2: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. oh i mean my what soul- song you didn't sing in the musical song that was right. musical but like you didn't sing
2: mm. oh interesting
0: yeah, I
1: mean, my my favorite that I did sing was Foolish Games because it was like my big number and I got to like, I was alone on stage and like as a performer, um, I love it. But I think I would have loved to sing I'm a Bitch. Mm. I would have loved to play Catherine at one time. I think we like, we messed around with, Jordan and I like laughed about that idea of like one day, like flip-flopping mm. and playing Catherine, but like it was way too much work. I was like, yeah. I'm going to have to, that like I can't just go on tomorrow like I know that I've been doing this every night but not as her yeah um but that would have been fun I
2: I got a unique opportunity to to play a few different roles in it so I got to sing a lot of the stuff um I love singing the boy band stuff I love singing Iris but I think my favorite moment was bittersweet symphony because it's like it's the quintessential I think it is the quintessential song of that movie but also of the 90s because it was a one-hit wonder they truly, like the verve, like what else did they Yeah, give? we
1: hear it, we hear it all the time. And like we'll everywhere. like walk into it's
2: everywhere. like a grocery yeah. store and
1: hear it and we'll be like, we'll kind of look at each other and be like, it's a sign. And then we'll be like, wait, <laughs> it's like this a very is popular just popular on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't,
2: I, I really liked, um, I think my favorite, like, I'm just a girl. Yeah. I don't sing in that, right? But I'm in the scene, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I I think it's my favorite, like, just guitar riff in the whole song, in the whole show.
1: I did love how, like, every time, and this is, like, this is a sign that, I mean, for, like, why it was so successful and the song choices and things, Mm -hmm. which which was all Jordan. But, like, every time a song would even start, like even before we would start. I also loved Torn. Oh my God, I loved Torn. But every time like it would vamp, like any song, especially Torn, every time it was like, (gasps) like the crowd would be like, oh my God. Yeah,
2: they'd anticipate it. It Yeah, actually, Natalie and
1: Bruglia, that song is like an epic, like classic 90s song that we all know and love a lot. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Yeah. Oh my God, I can't, yeah, I can't really choose. It's it just so funny really that we special. were all like
2: 10 and then it's like, line broken on the floor. It's like, what was our problem? Oh, I like, didn't
1: understand any of the
0: music I listened like, to. You didn't get the then. right
2: Lunchables. Like, yeah. what happened? That were so we're sad.
0: music back then. Right. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, you were in the show when Selma and Reese and, uh, and, uh, uh, why am I losing it? <laughs> Selma Saturday, right? Sarah, Sarah, Sarah and yeah. Roger,
2: yeah, the director. Yeah.
0: So what was what was the experience like backstage, like before the show, pre-show, when you all knew they were in the audience? So that um, was
2: that was my opening night. That, that was, was my your opening first night, and they were like, I was preparing for it. I had two weeks to learn the role, and it's like two weeks on the role is already quick. But that's that's if you have like not to, not to. So, so this is gonna sound okay. Not to like shit on anyone. You can bleep that out. I don't know. But it's not like, it's not equity and there's no like professional stage manager who is who is like dedicated to teaching the role as it's done. There's no Bible, which is like, which is literally the what we call like the show with all this, with every script marking, Mm -hmm. every blocking thing. It was just kind of like my first day of rehearsal, the director wasn't even there. It was me, um, you and Daniel Mm -hmm. um, who was the assistant director. But it was like, you know, still in process, like, I don't know, like, we- No, we, that
1: must have been so terrifying. We just had,
2: it was kind of like choose your own adventure in a way, in a way. Um, so I kind of got like, oh, maybe head over here around here and then you can maybe do this. And I was just studying the lines every second of every day. Yeah. I was just barely off book when we got there. And then I think only a few days before we found out that they were coming, right?
1: I think so. I think it was like, they're coming. And then like someone would drop out and mm-hmm. then we were like, we don't know. But then, and then we of course knew, it all yeah.
2: happened to fall on my first day.
1: That was wild. That was yeah. wild. Yeah. Even if one of them had been there, that would have been yeah. wild. But to have them like there right in front was truly like.
2: I, I think I, I didn't black out totally. Like I remember I certain moments out. for sure, but, but I mostly blacked out because I was like, just get through it. Just get through it. Don't screw anything up. Yeah. They know the words really well. Like, she, there's that one point where Reese That's said her line video. with her. Yeah. And I was, I just remember all, it They were all
1: singing every word to everything. But there's a moment, I think it's during Torn. They were yeah. all singing it, all three of the girls, and they had been <laughs> drinking, and they were singing it. And then I think we have some dialogue. And you, you leave. You're yeah. like, whatever, like, screw yeah. this. And you leave, and you start to leave. And I go, wait. And you literally hear me go, wait. And you hear Reese go, Wait and then the crowd the and then, crowd then everything paused and everyone was laughing at Reese like saying it and she was like sorry but of course then, for us
2: we are at the height of like <laughs> and drama I'm, and we're drama, like I'm acting. looking at
1: you like uh, like what, am i going to laugh am i going to cry like this
0: is insane Woo!
2: makes it both <laughs> for me the most present memory though is right after when the, we like all went back and there's like security around for all of them and we got to like meet them and say hi and yeah. Reese gave us, or was it, yeah, was it Reese she, or was it Sarah? No, it was Reese, Ge- she gave us all gifts. These, like, these gift boxes The Serafina, so you know kind. that store,
1: Serafina, like the, it's like this really cute kind of bougie, like they have little she, candies and stuff. And she gave us all these gifts. And very, I remember cool. I didn't eat them for a while because yeah, I like kept, kept them the out So like, I was like, Re- Reese Witherspoon gave these Yeah, things. yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, they
1: were all
0: really. This is from Reese. <laughs> and I, like
2: I went to, this is so funny, but I went to the bathroom and as I was coming back, they were all like leaving. And they were so friendly and sweet when yeah. we were hanging out. But then there was like, I didn't realize what was happening. They were kind of like, not cold, but just kind of like not ready to engage. And I was like, oh, what's, and then I looked behind me and there was tons of paparazzi. And they were just like in the mode of like, we need to get out of here, keep yeah. our heads down security. So they were like being briefed on like how to get out without being mobbed. Wow. A whole and, I was, other world. and so I saw like. That side of it too, which is kind of the scary side of celebrity.
1: Yikes! And
2: yeah. so it was a kind of had, it was like a weird roller coaster of like we're in the presence of these amazing people, and then all of a sudden you see like the darker side of their life that's very private and kind of difficult. So, well, not pri- <laughs> that, but not private. But not private. But not private. Right? The opposite, the opposite yeah. right? Yeah. Public. Right. So it was really it was really interesting.
0: Yeah, but that's interesting. I didn't know that that was actually your debut night. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, wow. everything
2: after this is K. Never
0: forget, yeah. yeah. What a huge thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, probably second favorite moment of, from meeting Molly. Yes, 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 close second. <laughs> close second. Close second, close <laughs> yeah. second. Uh, so John, you did the tour of Wicked a right. couple yeah. years ago. Yeah. So how, what was that experience like? And what was the audition process for that like for you?
2: That was really fun. Um, and it's so funny how small the world is. Like Connie had done that show, Emma, who I met while she was doing the show. It's, cause it it's all, been around
1: for so long that right. now so many of our friends so many
2: people pass through it. Yeah. Um, and I had I'd had a few auditions for it before, and the great thing about Wicked is that since they have a Broadway company, a UK company, a UK tour, a touring company, um, they keep really good records of people that they like. They're like, oh, this person could play this track or this track. Uh, let's keep tabs on them. They have files and folders. You know, they have a whole a really well oiled machine going for that show. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I went in. Uh, maybe six months, no, probably a year before I booked it. Um and then I didn't get I got a few callbacks, didn't get it. Went in six months again after that, a few more callbacks, got to the end again, didn't get it. And then a few months after that, I just got a call. We were at Disneyland actually. Mm-hmm. And I got a call and they were like if so the happiest place on earth earth, truly. And I got the call and they were like, actually you don't need to come back in but you have the role. You're gonna you're gonna start touring and what a month or so from then yeah, two months like and I was like oh, okay great so I was already I was kind of in LA at that point I just found a sublet for my place in New York uh and and packed my stuff up and went on the road luckily I'd been on the road before with American Idiot and it was my first job but that was a non-union tour meaning it's not under the jurisdiction of actor's equity so you can get paid a little less there's a little less like um sh- not structure there's just less uh protections, I guess. Um, and so, but I had, I knew what like the toughest kind of touring could be, it was a lot of one night stands, you know, split weeks, meaning you spent three days here, three exactly. days there, all bus and truck mainly, rarely did we fly anywhere. Um, but then I got the total opposite with Wicked. It was like, we were sitting, we were in Chicago for seven weeks, we were in Boston for eight weeks. We were in Philadelphia for five weeks. We were in like really great cities. And like the biggest. For long sit downs. Because Wicked is just still such a huge hit. And I got to play, I got to be in the ensemble. So I was on stage every night. And then I got to understudy Fierro. And I went on for him like 30 times throughout the year that I was in it.
0: That's a good yeah, my about parents got to see it.
2: Yeah, and Molly got to see him me him, him. me. Him <laughs> many times. I mean, you saw the show 14 times.
0: Yeah, well,
1: on the tour and I had already seen it, of course, like yeah. a handful of times, yeah. It yeah. was
2: it was definitely a dream come true and it made me cuz I was only doing yeah. up to that point these kind of pop rock musicals and I and I guess it does bridge the though. gap of like yeah. pop contemporary the theater. Yeah. And so, but I was like, "Hey, I can and I got, I got to dance like yeah. like lead as a lead but it proved to me, myself that i could do these kinds of things because yeah. up until that i was like i don't know if i could really dance yeah. in a real broadway show you know and i was like okay maybe i, I can get by you know yeah it was really wonderful So, well,
0: how many cities did you go to sorry dog no, bro- great question
2: no our dog popped up for a second i was like are you gonna ruin this for us <laughs> yeah um, how many cities she's, Gosh. she's very stunned. i think in that year, not i mean because i did in with American Idiot, I did probably fifty cities. But
1: those were so short. So mm-hmm. like how maybe many? more.
2: Um, gosh, I don't know. I, I
1: mean, you did it for what? Around a year around
2: now? twenty, around yeah. twenty. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because yeah. yeah.
2: they were long sit downs. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah.
0: Did you have a favorite thing like to see? To see on tour, like while you were touring in any specific yeah cities? I mean,
2: this is actually something that came up for in our wedding vows. My, yeah. my my best friend Ryan, um he married us and he's a good friend from high school. And I really attribute a lot of my like um my not my career, but just like my impetus to really go for it from him. He was just like, you gotta do this. Like, and he really convinced me to go to Boston Conservatory because I was kind of like, I could go to UCLA, and I don't know, I was really met Jumbled and he really helped like just like helped me find my way. and We were the same age, but he just like had foresight for some reason. Anyways, he asked us on a little like retreat we took before our wedding. Separately, he asked us to fill out these questions and one of the questions was like what is one of your favorite memories or something. And
1: we never knew the answers until, until literally the like wed- during standing the
2: there in the c- ceremony. And we both talked about in Buffalo, New York, which is you know, a, a really nice uh, I mean it's I wouldn't say it's a nice city. It's a great, it's, but it's a great city. Yeah. There's like, it's definitely like, it, it yeah. doesn't matter. So, but it's near enough to the Canadian border where um, Niagara Falls is. And we went and we did, I, I'd been to Niagara Falls once before, but I didn't go like on the Maid of the mist and do all the things that you're supposed to do there. And we decided to do it. Yeah. And it is such a thrilling experience. And you have like your poncho on. And I thought we both thought, yeah, we, that both we, were we were gonna. gonna die. We thought we were gonna capsize. We thought like they went too close to the waterfall. Because no one really
1: tells you, like, what it's gonna no, be it like. They don't wild. really like warn you what it'll feel like. And so for there is, there is a long moment where you're like,
2: you're like almost you're like under looking the water. around.
1: Yeah. in your ponchos, and you're like, hey, is anyone else freaking out because <laughs> we're going right toward it? Like, is this is this okay? And we almost like had this like weird we're like and looking we were, like, and i wasn't looking screaming we crying
2: laughing and we
1: weren't like going i wasn't like is this okay is this yeah. okay we didn't say it to each other we just were like okay well if this is it <laughs> like in our heads yeah because it wasn't until after where i was like i thought we'd be maybe we're gonna die and he's yeah. like same.
2: yeah it was, it was just, just so a, super, yeah. It was yeah. a super yeah super rare weird. moment where we're like could we be dying together <laughs> Um, but it was just so, so much fun. We were laughing. We were laughing, but also crying because it was, it was hysteria. Total I think that the
1: coolest thing about, and it's stupid for me to say, because I, I haven't been on the road, although we spent a lot of time on you know, the road. Before. Yeah. But like, I think, I think that is the, the coolest part about it. It's not like living out of a suitcase or like going from hotel to hotel or however you're doing it, but it's just that you get to see different cities and restaurants and, you get to try the different food and you like literally go to new cities and you're like, what's the best restaurant here? Yeah, or this, like, what, what are the hikes? We did a really beautiful hike in Buffalo also.
2: Yeah. Um, Buffalo just turned out to be, because it could like be really a really unexpected bleak thing. Place, Buffalo yeah. was memorable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Well, uh, Molly, you're doing TV now, but would you ever, after kind of getting a glimpse of tour life with, uh, with John, would you ever? Think about like doing a Broadway tour, or would you rather be in New York City, like on Broadway? Yeah, no, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not.
2: What if um, we did it together?
0: If we did it together, yeah. Like, like if we 100%. could play
2: Jenna and Pomatter on the Waitress tour. Yeah,
0: that's the dream.
2: That would be sick. Uh, or is it still going? Well, nothing's going well, right nothing now. I think it was
0: still going, but yeah. Maybe
2: the first like regional production in LA. <gasps> oh,
1: yeah. in a Harpy. That that's not. Yeah. That's not a question. It just. It was, it, it was, um, I don't know, like a world that I had never, John was really good at it. He was really good at like kind of making each city and each like hotel room or each Airbnb, like his home, like that's what you have to do. You kind of have to like unpack right away, kind of like do your thing, have your little like Zen Set area, mm-hmm. your setup. up um so you don't feel crazy but honestly like the wick i mean that tour was so i love all those people so much and you became and i became so close with them that that like it did feel like a family and so for that that was special but then but then again you guys were like all pretty much except for a few people like everyone was basically the same age so that made it more of a family too Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um I can't imagine like being in, in a different kind of show where everyone's kind of all over the place and has their own life and has their mm-hmm. own way of things and maybe it would feel more alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to say never, like I would do it with him in a heartbeat, but but I I I love having a home, you know. And and if it was, and if it is New York for a moment, which it has been, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's different too. But yeah. It also depends on the show. If the it's
0: right, a dream right thing, project, like, you know. Yeah. What would your what would your dream show be? I, I I I do dream of playing
1: Jenna in Waitress. That is like that's a dream role. But um but also if there was any sort of like new new show. I mean like if Cerebrella wants uh, Sarah Varela, if Sarah wants to do another show mm-hmm. um, with her music. I just like, I, I would sing any song of hers. It's always like within my range. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I know that Almost Famous is happening and, mm-hmm. and Penny Lane's also a dream. So it's just like, I, I, I love those m- movies, but also there was something original and something new and something that, that fit my vibe that I would like dream of doing also that's also a dream to like originate something mm-hmm. you know and i know that is for you too mm-hmm. yes i mean yeah. you did yeah you originated i mean
2: i guess yeah Not you, ri- like you originated
1: one, but... beanie man beanie
2: Man. In man. Yeah. Beanie man.
0: <laughs> is that what you call them
2: no well they they we it's just by happenstance in any show tracks become named after something okay. innocuous tracks
1: okay no 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 i
2: track me check me <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's a stupid inside Oh my god, that's you part.
1: have a name for
2: it? For who? For yeah. yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Sorry. I well yeah, I name I name characters in the ensemble when I play a character. I name it for myself, not really for anyone else. But also okay. I came about this name because Reeve asked me before I'd really come up with it. And I decided on Jax because my initials are J-A-K, but also Ajax is a character from Greek mythology and it's a Greek tale. So it just kind of like fell into place. So Beanie Man is, is named Jax, if you want to know. But then, like, on, on Wicked, my track was called Ponytail because he has this really cool ponytail at one point. And then there's also, like, the lifter track in Wicked because he does a lot of lifts. Or, like, um, pa- the...
1: well,
2: Oh, Palm Tree. Palm Tree was Palm a Palm Tree is ride. one of them. It's, like, but, the girl
1: who has, like... Yes. This, uh, yeah.
2: But my, my track became, um, for, like, the swings and understudies and stuff, in Hadestown, they started calling him Beanie Track.
0: Wow. Because I'm and, the only one. <laughs> and uh, okay, before I get into Hades Town, you've had a track and you 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 understudy a character in in two shows or did you do an in American Idiot too? I
2: did it in American Idiot as well. I do so. I, it's so funny, like the big the big shows that I've done, the big tours and Broadway have been ensemble understudy and then all my regional stuff have been leads. I just saw that in like a my i did a bio recently i was like oh that's interesting how that works Mm -hmm. but that's really how it does work i guess before you move up i don't know
0: but how do you memorize the track Track. and the in the character you cover
2: i don't know i don't do it very well i don't think yes Uh, (laughs) no my first like regional job when i was in college was at santa rosa repertory theater or summer repertory theaters it's called um in santa rosa up north in california and i it was after my sophomore year of college I did it and it was a, a whole summer program. Like I went right, I went the week after I got done with school and I went, I finished the week I had to go back to school, excuse me. And, but it was repertory meaning you do shows in rep. So you do, you start by learning one show and then while that show is about to go up, you start learning a second show. And while that show is about That's to go up, you learn a third show, crazy. but then they all eventually run concurrently. So you do like two show two nights you do one show, the next two nights you do another show, then you might do a matinee of one show and then a different show at night. It's incredible. It's an incredible experience. I did the full Monty, Spelling Bee, and Forever plod that summer. And I just learned by, by, you know, being forced to learn different roles, different tracks, different shows all at once. So I kind of exercised that muscle in a safe space. Mm. Um, that, I mean, was still for performance and people bought tickets and things, but it felt it was all mo- mostly college-age kids and we were all just kind of learning together. And um, so I really attribute that to being able to do what I've done. And then, so my first job was American Idiot and that was, I was in the ensemble and I understudied Johnny, Will, and Tunny. And I saw they interviewed Alex Nee and Alex. Yeah. Was um, so I interviewed all three, I mean, I understudied <laughs> all three of them and went on for them multiple times. Um, there was even one week where I went on for all three in the same week. Um, so yeah, I just like by, by these crazy happenstances and and just, you just got to do it when it's your job and there's a paycheck on the line and your reputation on the line. I don't really know how it's just like paying attention from the very beginning, like from the very beginning of rehearsals, I was always clocking what everyone else was doing, even when they were learning it and I would try and learn it and they'd be like, Oh, they changed it. I got to, I got to learn the change. It's hard, but you got to just. And then you got to do your homework, take it home with you and give it some time to like, you know, settle in there. Cause you can't just leave it all in the room and go home and like have a drink and chill out. I mean, there has to be balance, but you have to like stay on top of it.
0: That's why, I think that's why I call you all, anyone who understudies role MVPs of the show. (laughs) Totally. Or swings too. Swings, yeah, I've never fully swung. I've
2: never fully swung and I don't know if I could because there's so much, the dance tracks, I usually understudy lead, but <laughs> like at least there, it's right. a little more like, oh, you move here on this line, you attribute this to this, but with dance and like yeah. ensemble pieces, you have to know where you fit in the framework and it's just, it's so wild.
0: Yeah
1: that's, yeah, that's, it's a crazy concept. Like I'm thinking about it right now and I find that like for whoever created that, I think that it's- The idea of a
2: swing? Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: It's like it's too risky. Like it's th- like if something happens, like if something bad happens, that's on that. Like that's on the right. producers or the people who created that because that's so much to ask of people. I mean, although people do it, do it fine. I'm like thinking of all the swings in Hades Town in there. So and like, they, like
2: when it's they weren't unreal. even ready, for, hadn't even fully learned a track, and they did it. Yeah, but that's yeah. that's where shove with love comes in. Right. that's what we call. It, that's what we call it when someone's not like everyone right knows that it's their first night and it's scary. You just kinda like give a little like, yeah. hey, we're good and you just kinda And that's going. all about
1: trust. Like you gotta trust everyone on stage. They all know it like mm-hmm. the back
2: of
0: their hands.
1: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So Hades Town, uh you're you're um understanding for Orpheus mm-hmm. and you're a worker. So, and the dancing is pretty like it's it's a it's a lot and in that's yeah,
2: involved.
0: So what is it what is it like playing that role every night on stage in a show that's so well received
2: it's so funny i you know i'd always dream about doing a show like this and i can't believe it really happened and i have to say it it is surreal like it didn't really hit me until my family started to come see it and like and almost like the more uh not removed but more distant family like cousins that i don't see all the time Mm -hmm. um when they started to see it and i kind of saw it through their eyes it was just like oh right and then i start you know it created this fandom we started getting fan art and all those things and like I'm kind of like I'm I'm like why me like don't don't draw a picture of me that's so like what is going on but <laughs> so I, I once I kind of like got I let go of it and I was like this is just this is special this is so whenever I'm tired because eight shows a week also can can take it out of you and no matter if you're in the best show on Broadway whatever is going on it can take a lot out of you and also you know, there's many moments where I missed Molly and I missed my family. And I, I was, you know, not alone, but it was just like, you kind of get into that cycle where it's just like, you can't really see your friends because your friends are usually working at night or during the day. And then I'm working at night. It's just like, it's funny, but it's
1: a lifestyle. It's a whole new lifestyle. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And, but at the end of the day, when I would get there and I'd see, like, I used to have my dinner when it was nice out on the little, on the marquee, like under the marquee, on the little like um, fire escape outside, and I just watched people coming to get their tickets, and so excited. I felt that that energy, and that's always what I've wanted to be a part of since I saw my first Broadway show. Just that energy in Times Square, near Times Square, in the theater district, um, and like to know that I'm some small part of that constellation um, means everything to me, and doing it every night was, yeah, like I said, sometimes it could be really tiring, but from the moment I stepped on stage and it's such a welcoming, like we just run out there and wave, it was just like, okay, we're here to not, there's no real, like, I mean, it's pretense, it's theater, but it's like, we're part of this together. We're all, it's a communal thing. It's a, it's a religious thing, really, for me, like theater is my religion. Um, And so it felt, felt like a very spiritual experience. And I have this moment with Andre at the very beginning where he touches my shoulder. and I'm the first person he touches. And just like right there, I'm like, I'm looking at this Tony award winner who's had an incredible life in the theater and he's about to take us on this journey. And all my, all I have to do is go on the journey mm-hmm. and, and enjoy it. And I do, I, at the end of every night, there's never been a night where I've gotten off and I've been like, that sucked, you know, or, <laughs> or this is getting that. old. Yeah. 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 It was just like, cause it everyone was committed to the goal of, creating a new piece every night, a new energy, um, and, and maintaining this beautiful thing we helped create. Cause at first when you're in a rehearsal room, you never know who's going to like it. If it's going to, if it's too weird or too out there for people, but to see it receive the, the accolades it got and just like, I can have all the great reviews but the main thing for me is that people love it and that people connect to it to the music and then I have like we have the record on our record player right now because we just got it from New York and listening to it again was like um, yeah revisiting an old friend it was just really really Mm -hmm. lovely
0: yeah um and wait have you gotten to hear him sing like all the songs like all the Orpheus songs oh yeah (laughs) okay what's your favorite to hear him sing
1: Tough. wait for me yeah because that's my favorite song in the show and so and and when I first saw the show I I remember I think what was so crazy for me was hearing his stories about rehearsals and every day and describing these things to me and he was like yeah so there's this song <laughs> and obviously I had listened to Aeneas's mm-hmm. uh album of it which is they're the same songs but it's very different obviously but I love that version too but I also I loved it on there but that's all that I had in my head so when he's describing this number of like like swinging lanterns (laughs) and things I was just like what like what do you mean and and um you know I got to sit in like house seats for the I mean a lot of the times that I went to see thank god but like when I first saw it, and so this, the the lights swing right over my head, mm-hmm. and I was just like sobbing, <laughs> and like, you know, already like him being a part of it or not, it's such a it's such a powerful moment in the show. Um, that was so beautifully directed, and like, and the lighting is so special, and the music, and everyone, it's just like, all of it was so amazing. So yeah, to hear him him like finally singing wait for me I just was like give me more do it again
2: yeah.
1: there's some photos of John doing like his put in rehearsal one of the, one of them he had a few and um I just like I couldn't get over those photos mm-hmm. like seeing him in in the wardrobe and um
0: holding the guitar and across and from Eva flowers. yeah
1: it was just crazy yeah. crazy yeah that's that's hands down my favorite
0: I think it's cruel that the world is making us wait to see him on cruel. yeah it's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize I was making it fun. When was the first time you realized that, that Hades Town was as big as it was?
2: That's a good question.
0: All I, uh, I, oh, I can answer to yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, you were there for the, all the, the beginning the of it. Um, <laughs> I hmm. saw one of
0: the previews too, actually, in like last April.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I mean, opening night was spectacular. And like having my family, my mom was there and Molly was there. But during previews, you know, you do like almost 30 previews, maybe more, depending on your show. So you've done the show a lot before you get to opening night. And I had a lot of friends coming during previews cause there's like cheaper tickets and I could get some tickets here and there. And all my friends were being like, like I remember Michael, uh, my friend Taconi who was in the Cher show at the time he was just like this is it yeah he was like this is the one and I was like oh because because I knew I really liked it I knew this was my thing like this and w- when I envisioned the show that I would do in, on Broadway I knew it wasn't going to be I mean maybe it could have been like Wicked or something but I knew it wasn't going to be quintessential musical theater not even really like contemporary music theater mm-hmm. I knew it had to be folk rock pop kind of thing yeah. um and i knew music like my musicianship was going to be involved and lo and behold every Hades town ticked every box for me but i'm not like the the normal broadway theater goer i have more i think specific tastes yeah. and so i was just worried that no one would get it the way that i got it and loved it Um, but when I heard it from multiple friends Mm -hmm. that I trust their opinion, that's when I was like, okay, I think this is gonna be big. But I guess the moment I realized it was gonna be big or realized that it was really well received was um, the Tonys, like the Tony nominations. Like that day, knowing that we got 14 nominations, I was like, oh, okay. Like this isn't just like like, a a flash in the pan. This isn't just like the cool thing of the moment. Like this is gonna be a thing. You know. I
1: also remember there being a moment where you were like, because obviously being an actor, there's there's so much rejection and it hurts. It's like, it's really, really hard, especially when you're unemployed for a while. So it, like, it really gets to your head and it hurts your, it just, it hurts your ego and and your confidence. And, and um, you know, so obviously leading up to booking something is a lot of no's. Mm. And I remember there being a moment of John, like, whether it being rehearsals or like maybe after you open previews or something, but I remember you looked at me and you were like, "You were like, if I wasn't in this show mm. and I, I went to see it, I would be like heartbroken that I wasn't a part of it." And um, and I looked at him and I was like, "Well, remember this audition and this audition and this audition and how like this audition <laughs> and and you like leading up to this and how like how much it hurt to not just like." be a working actor like mm-hmm. and he was like yeah it was all worth it like mm-hmm. you know but yeah. to but if you had booked one of the others mm. and that's what you were saying if I was in that show that I auditioned for right before and was sitting in in Town and looking at it I would have been like dang it mm-hmm. like that's the show that I want to be a part of just because it's so special like yeah and really like it, it deserved all the awards that it won it just like in comparison. And, and let me tell you, I saw a lot of Broadway shows last year because that's all I was doing when I was visiting him, um, which I was very lucky to see. And not to say that there aren't, there weren't so many wonderful things, but, but, um, Town was just on its own, in its own category, on its own level. Like it was just like, you couldn't compare it to anything else. And, mm-hmm. um, I think that's why it's so successful and why people love it so much is it's it's so unique. And that's rare now. You know, yeah. it's rare to tell something so special. So
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Even my dad's not the biggest musical theater fan and I begged my parents to see it. Yeah. After I saw it because they were in New York with me. So it was like two days later and my dad was like, wow, that was good and started like sending me all these Town articles. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, this is, my dad likes it. This is going to be... Yeah, yeah that's really
2: cool that's happened a lot too actually last weekend we were listening to spring awakening oh, and we so were just it just came on and we were blasting it and i was just yeah. like oh, i remember the way this felt when i was yeah. in high school and when i started listening to it and i thought oh i guess this is i guess Hades Town is kind of like this that for people, your yeah for like kids in high school now and and i don't know if it is I, it is probably on a similar level but sure. i just couldn't believe uh, that that moment too those little moments throughout my life, where it just keeps like, oh, right, I'm a part of something like that. I even have like this. Oh my uh, god, yeah, this that's our Hadestown lip gloss. Melodonic uh, Just <laughs> oh yeah.
0: And they just released like official masks, I think. For I saw kids. that, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh god. I everything.
2: keep being reminded that it's like a culture, it's a part of the culture, you yeah. know? It's like yeah. so special.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and you were in Spring Awakening too, one out before Cruel Intentions, yeah? Yeah, I Where was. was Where was that? That was at,
1: um, what is that theater called? They don't do theater anymore, I don't think. Mm. I think they do movies there now, which mm. is interesting. It was this little theater in, in Hollywood. Um, yeah.
2: It was amazing. Oh my God. I've seen the videos of it. It was like, it was one of the best product, probably regional productions they've ever done of it
1: yeah it was really special I mean especially because I came out of that with like some of the best friends um that I mean I, like we all are still so connected and it was just, I, I, you know when you do a show like that you know mm-hmm. like you're just family forever but mm-hmm. um yeah I did i i I got to do it and like and when we were listening to it the other day blasting it and like belting it, I was just like, oh yes thank God I got to do it because mm-hmm. that's like something that you can't do forever because you have to be Young, like That's one of my biggest
2: re- regrets. I never got to do it anywhere.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I did.
2: <laughs> I, I, I aged out.
1: <laughs> I mean, <you> never know. <laughs> yeah, I know. You never yeah. know. But, um, you know. But yeah, I know that was a really special experience very coming of age it was I was 21 older,
2: yeah really mm-hmm. everyone and everyone was like we right all were there, like right there which is the perfect thing wow. to do it
1: yeah because you're just beyond
2: age. like the age of the characters so to have some perspective but you're also still feeling a lot of those things
1: yeah, yeah. totally yeah that was really special um I'm glad I got to do the show
0: but now you're playing a beloved character on tv
1: yeah
0: <laughs> uh, what was how did you get involved in the show? Because you got involved recently in Last May Standing. Mm-hmm. So what was your audition process like? When did you hear you'd be going in for the role?
1: Oh God, it was cra- It was honestly a very crazy time because um, I, was, I was doing Good Trouble and Freeform, which I'm also obsessed and feel very lucky to be a part of that family. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was such a special thing <clears throat> that I was working on. And I was so content being there that I like, I got this audition for Last Man Standing and I was like, wait, wait, but like, no, I'm, I want to be here forever. And, you know, and, um, and we tried for a second, but it was a lot of work, but, but yeah, so I got the audition initially and I knew, I knew that they had been canceled and renewed on a, on Fox, you know, brought to another network. uh, you know, from reading things, but not to mention, I, I, I've i actually been friends with Christoph Sanders who plays my husband on the show for for years and years and years. So I, I already knew that, um, that they had been brought back and that the original Mandy wasn't going to be returning. And so I, I, I got this audition and my, my main reaction was one, I know what Mandy looked like. Mm. I don't look anything like her. This is a waste of my time and a waste of their time. So I was mainly like, they're not going to want me for this. Like, this is just silly, but two, they were casting directors that know and love me and that like, they're my fr- obviously my friends now, but like I had already, they'd already cast me in a pilot previously. So I was like, they wouldn't bring me in if it was like a total like loss, you know, that's interesting. So maybe they're kind of like opening up the idea. So anyway, not to mention, it's like, it's always been my dream to be on a sitcom because it's like, it's TV and theater, like basically married and, um, cause there's a live audience. And so, um, obviously I, I put in everything I could to it. And, um, I started to watch the show and then I was like, well, this is so silly. Like I'm not her. Um, so I'm just going to do my own thing and do what I do. And, um, and I did, and they really liked it. And so they told me to come back. And when I first came back, like you know the producers were immediately like if you're if you're watching it stop watching please don't do anything that she's doing like you are our different girl that's auditioning for this like and we like that about you so make sure to keep that with you Mm -hmm. um and I was like okay cool and so then it kind of continued and then you know with with tv we do screen tests which is which is really intense and a lot and basically like you go in and you there's less of you um sometimes there's only one other person like you know testing for it and i think with us there were three other three other girls Mm -hmm. and all three looked like molly Ephraim, who who previously played mandy and so i was like okay well this kind of like lifts the pressure like they either want me or they want what she did. So like, I'm just going to do me, you know? And, um, and that was really great. I mean, and the screen test was really good and I felt really good. And, and they were like, we love it. And then I left and I was in the car on the way home and I got a phone call from my manager and he was like, Hey, um, can you drive back? And I was like, yeah, why? And they were like, they, there's something about my energy. They said that like, cause the room was so like dark, there were no windows in there. And they mm-hmm. said, we, they want to make sure that you have the most energy that you can have mm-hmm. on tape. And they said, because the network's having a hard time accepting you being mm-hmm. like this tall blonde and they, and the producers really want you. So they want this to be like the best tape that you could have for the network. And I was like, okay, like obviously. <laughs> so so yeah. Anyway, it was it was a really like long, drawn out process because from there they like didn't let me know for a long time and they kept extending it. Sure. And every time my manager called me, he'd be like, like I'd pick up and be like, hello, and he'd be like, I don't know anything.
2: You got to call. It. <laughs> yeah. Remember? Well,
1: that was good trouble.
2: Oh, that was good trouble. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. <laughs>
1: um. So yeah, it just was like it was it was a lot and like very stressful because also like when you screen test that in between time between finding out if you got it or not, like you're basically on hold. Mm. So um, I just, I waited a really long time. And, and then after like weeks, they then yeah. called me and wanted, and after weeks, they told me it was only me, that I was the only option. And yes, it, and yet it wasn't my role yet because the network was still having trouble physically with like mm. how I looked and wanted me to do a chemistry with Kristoff, not knowing that we had been friends for all these years. And I didn't even tell Christoph because I'm superstitious. So, uh, so yeah, I got to like I went to his house and we worked on the material, and then we we literally went to that audition together and read through it, and they really liked it and really like worked with us. And then I think it was like more weeks later, I mean, like just like waiting and waiting. So by the time they finally told me it was mine, I was like, I mean, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, i mean honestly though like i i'm very grateful that it was comedy because i think if that process would have been that long with like dramatic material that would have been i mean it would have drained me so Mm -hmm. much so so i just had to keep the energy up and um i mean it's the best it's the best job i'm like i'm really i love it i miss it we don't i'm just like i'm waiting to go back to work i'm just like i miss it so much i can't wait
0: and in essence, the story is kind of like the same. The story of how you're now playing her is now the same as like how John like takes like understudy roles and like makes them his own. Probably like yeah. you'll both have to make roles your own. It really totally. is.
2: Yeah, we we're, we replace. We've replaced. It's so, it's so true. Funny, yeah.
1: It's so true. You can't. I mean, look. Unless like the creators and people are sitting in a room and they're like, "You need to study this and do exactly what this person is doing." Which like I'm kind of like I don't know if I've ever heard that. Mm-hmm. Um. But, yeah, to hear, like, the term replacement, you know, or even understudy, it's Mm -hmm. such a, like, it's hard. It's hard. But no one ever
2: really, I mean, they want you to do the show and do the role justice, but no one ever wants you to do the exact same thing that someone else does. Yeah. They need need to see you. They need to see a unique personality and take on something, but you just need to hit the right marks, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure.
1: And that was hard. That was hard at first because I know that that it was really hard for fans to, like, they were like, who's this girl? And this Mm -hmm. isn't Mandy. And, and how is this going to work? Um, Mm -hmm. a lot of them have come around most of them, but like, you know, that was, that was kind of like a hard thing too. Um, Jesus, someone is for sure on our roof. Yeah. Like on on the top
2: floor, we're just like, what's going
1: on? There's a human up there. Um, but like, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. I, I, um. It's funny how like how like the similarities between that and Mm -hmm. we've talked about that is like I can't I like one day I can't wait to originate something Mm -hmm. it's like like I I didn't originate Mandy Mm then that's just like that's that's how it is um
2: it's good to still have goals yeah
1: yes Yes. (laughs) yeah but I've I've definitely made her my own and and um I and and now feel part of the family which is the best so
2: it's good
0: if you could originate roles in the same show what Mm -hmm. would it be? Like musical,
2: wow!
0: Oh, like picking one that already exists and like that we wish we oh, or that you could revive.
2: Oh, mm. interesting! Whoa! In the same show,
0: I just I just I thought of we, this.
2: Well, I don't know if I'm really right for this part. Maybe with the glasses, but like, um, Little Shop of Horrors.
0: Oh,
1: yeah! It is my dream to play Audrey. I'm not gonna lie. I feel like I could play
2: Seymour. Yes, you not? could. Of yeah. course, you could. Yeah. yeah. That'd be really fun because there's the comedy. And you could also play the dentist. And, uh, and the. <laughs> if I play the dentist? It'd be fun.
1: There's, yeah, there's multiple characters for you. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that's a, a good, dream. That's a good one. I, that's a Baby dream, but also. Yeah, that's also a dream.
0: But also that's the last, my favorite show. Also, the last five time. years.
2: <gasps> well, just say it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Can we get this
2: production going on in LA? Oh, yeah, oh, we we'll we'll talked about it all a lot, the time.
0: But it's like, does anyone want this? <laughs> yes. We do. And Becca does. Right. Yeah, I vote yes. And I'm sure everyone who sees this will vote yes. Right. I mean, um, who do you all look up to in the entertainment industry? Mm.
2: Good question. I think we both have a similar person, Jim Carrey.
1: Yeah, we love Jim Carrey. And Robin Williams is like, Mm. it still hurts that he's gone.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That was a big one. Yeah we were both, but we're both drawn to them primarily because they're so wonderful at comedy and drama.
1: Yeah, which is um, which is so
2: hard. And they both can actually sing really well, which <laughs> yeah. is so funny.
1: They always do it in like a comedic way, right. but they're actually so good. They're just
2: so gifted. Yeah. Um, and, you know.
1: I mean, I'm. I love Julia Roberts. I love Sandra Bullock. Um, I love Charlize but i like i i th- like those are women that i really look up to like my dream is to is to bring rom-coms back in a in a really special and good way mm-hmm. and those ladies i mean really brought i mean meg ryan they all brought mm-hmm. like this like effortless honest and like just honest like period that's like the number one thing that they did whether it was funny or heartbreaking like And Kate Hudson, like, I just, like, I I love, like, the honesty that they bring. Um, And I hope to be able to do more of that, a little bit of both.
0: Thanks. Yes.
2: I'm really, I was, my, the person that I saw on Broadway that made me want to do Broadway specifically was Raul Esparza. I saw him in company when I was, like, 16, 17. And just, because to me, Broadway was just, like, doing the same thing every night. And, like, showhand, you know. Show hands, jazz, Am I, do I do theater? Um, jazz hands. like I didn't know, I was you know, in high school naive to it, I didn't know like what it really was and what it entailed and seeing him and then we got to do like a little talk back with him after the show and the whole company. I, everyone else was wonderful and it was the John Doyle production so people were playing um, instruments. It was mind blowing and incredible but everyone was really, I felt everyone else in the company was really regimented and was kind of doing their show not that it was bad, but it was just very, you could tell it was kind of like, just a little more cemented and he felt wild. Like he felt like unpredictable, mm-hmm. um, but in control, you in know, like way, he was yeah. just, I, he had me in the palm of his hand. I remember watching that and just being like that, I want to achieve, I want to be able to do that, you know, and, and give the theater, the, you know, the audience that kind of experience that he just gave me. Yeah. So that was my big, is kind of my, my like North star in a way. Um, but in film I really love John Krasinski. I think he's brilliant in yeah. all forms. And he's also a writer and now a producer and director. And just I'm really inspired by his uh, like trajectory. Both
1: and, of them, that couple, my God.
2: Yeah. Goals. Yeah, a couple goals.
0: I mean a couple goals here too though.
2: Oh definitely, 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 definitely.
0: Yeah. I think I put that on the on my Instagram earlier this week. Couple goals, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um Molly mentioned self-confidence earlier today. Ooh. How do you all work on um, self-confidence in this industry? Because it's tough, I feel like. Really hard. Yeah. yeah it was- it's hard to like work on it. You know, it's yeah, like right. either, it, it kind of feels like
1: you wake up and you have it or you don't, which is like, yeah. I mean, like, like I said earlier, the rejection is hard. The rejection's really rough. Um, you know, my mom was an actress for a while and then she quit because she didn't love it enough mm. you know like you really really have to want this and love it because it, it hurts it, it can hurt a lot because it's not like you are applying for any old job you're you're applying and auditioning with your skills and you're well you are doing that too with it with with the regular average show job but like but like there, it's, it's your face. It's like literally your face. Like if someone is like, no, she's too tall. She's too this, she's too that, or she's not enough or, or whatever. It's like, you're literally telling me that I'm not enough and I'm not what you want. Mm. And, um, and to be told that over and over and over again, which is like the majority of your career, honestly, you're, you're more not working than working. Um, it's rough. It's really, really hard. Um, and honestly, you kind of like recharge. I mean, personally, I recharge while being a working actor, Mm. like, because that's the validation. Like that's telling me like, okay, this wasn't a fluke when I booked Mm -hmm. that, that short, like that couple of episodes or one episode, like I do deserve to be here and I do work hard. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard.
2: I think, I think Molly's a more naturally confident person than, than I am. Although I have confidence, but I think um, maybe just as a virtue of seeing it so much, seeing the industry uh, growing up and, and kind of knowing what she was getting into. I had to learn like as I went, you know, which we both did it, to a certain extent, but I feel like coming into it with total naivete and just like thinking I was gonna like be on Broadway at this certain time, and, like it's all stepwise mm-hmm. like it's not necessarily um it's just everyone's path is different and that part of it is knowing that everyone's path is different and so your path is going to be your own path it's not going to mirror anyone's um and so learning to take everything with a grain of salt and I think at the end of the day what helped me come around to it and not be so hurt by every rejection was just working on everything outside of my outside of the industry like focusing on my guitar and on my songwriting, just as, just for me, like I'm not pursuing it as a career necessarily yet, but it's just my thing that makes me happy. And, um, or whether it's reading or working out, going for a run or um, seeing a good movie and, and just like, just, mm-hmm. or seeing another theatrical experience that you're outside of and just for the sake of taking in art. Cause sometimes that can be really hurtful when you're in a really Tough place in in your career, and you're not working. You see something really great, and you're like, "Why aren't I working? Why aren't I doing things like that?" why am I not that? But if you can just take yourself outside of it and foster your soul and Mm -hmm. and be a complete person outside of and not not related to the industry at all, Mm -hmm. which is easier said than done. But if you can foster that, it it helps. You also because you still have a life outside of your career.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm uh, me saying that like my confidence comes from being employed is like I'm 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 not proud of that but, that, but like, no, that's, that's a true it's, statement it's true in a, in a in an unhealthy way <laughs> um but also like I've learned over time that comparing yourself is bad it's just like it's a never you can't you it's can't the most,
2: it's the hardest thing to not do
1: I mean like just like when I was auditioning for last man standing it's like if I would have sat there and compared myself to those girls really like mm-hmm. and really been like Oh my god but i'm not what they want i'm not their you know i'm not their type i'm not their you know whatever i'm different i'm to this i'm to that or not enough. it just is like it's such an endless spiral of of um and it's also useless at the end There's of the day, no exactly. point, it's you useless. know and i think over time i think it's also like it's experience but it's also like getting older
2: mm-hmm.
1: i think it's also getting older and kind of like figuring out who you are and like Taking what life's about and, and the things yeah. that really matter you know i think like before the rejection felt so life or death like and now it's kind of like, "All right, well, that wasn't what was meant to be, what's next, you know, yeah. um, not to mention like, yeah, when you when you have I'm such a believer in that, like like you just said, but i I fully believe that if you are happy in, mm-hmm. in your personal life and, and you have like a good head on your shoulders and you know what you want and um, and you know being a working actor isn't your number one end-all be-all, then, like, you're going to be okay and everything else will fall into place. Yeah. Because they can, like, they can smell that on you. They can yeah. sense that. You walk into an audition room and you're, like, desperate because <sighs> you haven't worked in a long time or you need the money or whatever. Like, they they sense that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, And it's just not healthy for this to be, like, the, the most Me- thing. meaningful thing in your life. Right. It's just, like, it can't be. Right. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's just like the mental, the mental health realness of it all. Yeah, It's hard. It's hard. And, and I, it's and easy I, for
2: us to say it right now because we like have been working. Yeah. But it's
1: true. It's talk true. to us
2: in two years when we're out of work for a year. And yeah. we're
1: <laughs> I mean, we have friends who've like moved home or, or who have quit or who have
2: mm-hmm.
1: moved on, you know, because they don't love it enough. Like my mom, like she looks at me and she's like, i never loved it like you. Like I could have never done what you're like, what you've gone through. I quit so much earlier than that, you know? It's just
0: interesting. Mm -hmm. You have to have a certain amount of strength.
2: Sure, Strength, but also,
0: like, you have to be passionate about it. You have to really care. It has to be meaningful,
2: but it can't have the only meaning in your life.
0: Yeah. So, kind of based on that, I I think it was kind of addressed. But if you could give your younger self advice, what would it be? Mm Do
2: you want
0: to go? I
1: think, yeah, I think I did kind of already... I mean, I, I think my, my it's constant all, we just advice, say, yeah. yeah, I think my constant advice and, and definitely would be to my younger self would be to not compare myself mm-hmm. to other people. You know, mm-hmm. I, I like, it took me a really long time to like be proud of my height. And I know that that sounds so funny because everybody wants what they can't have or what they don't have. But like for years, that was literally like verbatim, like what people would say, like why I wouldn't get the role. Like, they would literally say like she's actually the best actress we saw but she's too tall, which is something that I couldn't control, so mm-hmm. to be told that like a physical thing about you is is wrong, you know was like was a little messed up so so which is happens to everyone in, in some sense, and even if they don't say it like you'll end up thinking it so mm-hmm. so yeah I I ended up meeting like really wonderful acting coaches who, who basically told me that, that that's what would set me apart. And like, mm-hmm. here I am on a show where they like wrote it into my first episode about my height and they yeah. make jokes about it all the time, which I yeah. love. So like, I would just say t- to her, to young Molly. Uh, that sweet girl. Because I'm so old. Yeah, I would just say not to not to compare it because there's no one like you, you know? Yeah. And that's for, that's for everyone. Yeah.
2: Yeah, my it's all the things we just said, but mainly it's just like trust. Trust yourself because it will, the thing that I keep coming back to and the thing that keeps getting me work is the things that I feel the most connected to. And there were things like I would go in for that I didn't want to go in for, but I felt like I had to because my agent said I should or it seemed like the right thing or for like outside of myself, it seems like yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But when I when I'm drawn to something and when I Trust my s- instinct and my gut; that always usually is the one that works out. So if I just if I just listened to myself more, I think I would have been a, a little happier um, in the moments of of you know pain and 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 where things weren't t- totally going my way. Um, just like go in inward, stop like worrying about what everyone else is thinking. So it's like it goes along with comparing. It's like yeah, yeah. just do you. Yes. Yeah.
0: And. Kind of another super dupe question. Uh, What do you think live entertainment will be like when it's able to come back after quarantine? I wish we knew.
2: God, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Because I keep seeing articles about, you know, family units sitting together and all the social distancing distancing there, but also, like, the concerts with, like, cars or little, like, pods of, of, like, plastic around everyone. Like that one in the UK that everyone's talking about that could be it for a while um, cuz yeah i don't i know we're all waiting for a vaccine but i don't know if the vaccine's going to cure everything like that and go back to normal um, also those
1: new york those new york your, theaters are so are small. small like when you're sitting there your knees are knocking next to the the knees next to you like it's crazy
2: i think for a bit there's going to be some weird social distancing safety things that will have to happen and i don't think but I don't think theater will be the way it was until we can just be free, because yeah. that's what theater is. It's, it's yeah you don't it's like... releasing together. It's our heart be- hearts beating together and going on a journey together. and to ha- and it's already so difficult to create a world for people to just lose themselves in and suspend disbelief. But when you're surrounded by plastic barriers or masks or whatever's going on, I think there's just that's another layer, another hurdle to get past. So theater won't be what it was until we can feel safe again.
1: Yeah. There is sort of that argument of like, I don't know, like maybe wait, maybe wait till, till it can be as normal as it can be. I mean like putting a limit to something like theater is, is, um,
2: but then again, it's, it's also like, it's a business. So they have to, right.
1: No, I know. I know. And I, I I hope that they do find out, like figure out ways to, to do it well um and to make people happy and to fulfill fulfill people's jobs and and have them get back to it and stuff mm-hmm. um but but we don't know anything we really don't like john doesn't know we don't know much Mm-mm. yeah about what what the plan is or anything we're, we're really out of the loop just like everyone else I guess i think it's just like it's uncharted territory obviously this whole pandemic so um you know it's not like this is this happens every once in a while and, um, and we have to adjust. We just like, they're figuring it out. I guess it's
2: a little, we're being a little bleak, but yeah, I don't, I just don't see it. I don't see like the, the restrictions putting on it being, being like a great way to come back to theater. I mean, I want theater back. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So I wish I was a little more optimistic, but I'm,
1: but it's hard. It's, it's hard because as, as performers, like that's what you want, Mm -hmm. like you want
2: the full experience. Right, like, right. Not just for me, so but what for does the that mean? too.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I was super optimistic in March, so I understand. I was Same. like, yeah, I was like, like, oh, we'll be
2: back in a few right. weeks.
1: Totally. <laughs> totally. He, he thought, it, he, when he came home, he thought he was only going to be home for two weeks, and he hasn't been back.
0: Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's going to be back in May or something. Right. right. Fantastic. Here <laughs> we are. Hello, August. August. Yeah. So yeah. weird. And now it's like, what? When? So... Yeah. What's the first thing you're going to do once quarantine eventually ends and it's safe in this world? Wow. Disneyland? Besides-
2: <laughs> Disneyland, I know. No, I no, kind of want to be like Europe.
1: Okay. Yeah. Our, if our, I'm honeymoon,
2: not- our honeymoon was canceled.
1: Yeah. We had a Europe honeymoon. <laughs> that yeah, I would say if I'm not thinking about how anxious I'm going to be, To be around people or germs and things like that Mm -hmm. like if that's not on the table then yeah i would say like our europe our italy and 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 paris trip hands down yeah um and then disneyland we we love disneyland like people would make fun of us how much we would go we're not obsessed we're not like
2: every we're we're not the people we don't have mickey
1: mouse things everywhere like we're not
2: maybe once twice a year yeah but
1: but it's just still it's magical it's It's magical it's the (laughs) best i mean but then like the idea of being there right now makes me want to die like like literally no thank you also like i don't want to be in a mask at disneyland so like that doesn't sound exciting to me either um it's like and walking around i think
2: oh my god yeah i
1: i don't know but 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 we miss those things so those are those are definite you know, it's been really nice to get out into nature and stuff. And just go to
2: the movies. Yeah. Oh, I miss
1: movies. Yeah, I'm just going to the movies. Yeah, we're movie goers because I'm a popcorn obsessed. It's really person. funny though, like
2: movie goers, like when you say like we're movie goers, I used to be like, isn't everyone, but like not people. No, aren't. some people aren't. So some people, people don't like going. Do them, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. It's like twenty bucks max, and it's a movie, it's a great experience. Yeah, like we love to
1: the movies. We love it, but that's like our date thing. I like, I know people who just like, they like it in the comfort of their own home. I feel like right, now they right. would like to go because totally. how many yeah. movies have we watched in our living room now yeah. <laughs> and that I kind of wish that we watched. Like, like, I'm so excited to watch Mulan, but I know that I'm going to be like, dang, like in a movie theater, this would be incredible. Right. But I highly recommend my dad, he had these really cool like surround sound headphones that are wireless. Um, I should like I, everybody should have them honestly. Like I actually want to go over to their house and, and watch Hamilton with those on. That'd like, be fun. Yeah, You're have to send me the link to this so I can post it in like the description of the video. Oh, oh the for sure. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they they exist everywhere, but yeah. like I'll have to see what, what what ones he has. But they're they're pretty
0: remarkable.
2: They're amazing. So fully like you can't hear. We're like hey, no, you can't. hey, like, John. Yeah, i across the room and he's nothing. just
0: like. <laughs> I already talk loud. and My family already has to like. Sh- you to, like you need to get your ears checked. Like. <laughs> oh yeah, no, we're loud talkers too. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, your I'm sure hearing
2: has gone down after thousands of live shows that I've done with right. crazy speakers.
0: That's yeah, true. yeah. What's your favorite ride to Disneyland? Before I get to the last question. <sighs> okay, well, okay. they are categories,
1: right? Okay, <laughs> for okay. the thrill, Space Mountain. Duh. Um. For does can, does California Adventures count? Yes, yes. For the it's thrill, it's thrill it's space,
2: California Adventure.
1: Oh really? Yeah. I always say adventures, yes. but, there, but there's multiple
2: adventures. There are, but
1: but it's just, just like the one. Yeah. Um, for the magic, I think Soren.
2: Totally.
1: And for the adventure, Indiana Jones.
2: Great. Oh so. yes. And for the nostalgia, Peter Pan.
1: It's Peter Pan forever because it's still the same. I don't yeah. want them to ever Yeah. I love change that it.
2: like my mom was on that. I mean they've updated some of the things, yeah. like there's some yeah. But pretty but, much like it's the fact same. that my mom was on that ride when she was a kid. My mom was at opening day of Disneyland when she was 5 because her wow. husband, her wow. dad was a uh, my grandfather was a videographer for a local news affiliate and so they were there and then they got to and they have like they have their golden ticket. We have it in glass from opening day. It's very special. So cool. By my, the way,
1: if yeah. anybody I mean for those people who have um Disney Plus, there's so many, so many magical things that you can watch on there of like the making Behind of Disneyland. Like what was what was the making of one that we watched? Uh, imagineering. Yeah, imagineering imagineering story. imagineering story is amazing. Like and literally like, the creation of Disneyland. And then there's
2: Prop culture. Prop really culture cool. where
1: they like find they uh It's just, like, there's so many wonderful things on there that, like, that's kind of been, like, fulfilling our our lack of Disney. The magic. Um, They're really special. We love Disney+. Plus.
0: Oh. I love anything Disney, so. Yeah, Yeah. same, same. Yeah, yeah. And and Indiana Jones is my all-time favorite thing.
2: Nice. It's
0: so good. Oh, God, I forgot Cars Land. Yeah. Uh, Carson is like one of my, one. also my favorite. Mm-hmm. But Carland and Peter Pan, I'm just gonna say the lines are always way too long. <laughs> oh, I right. always right. do single rider single rider and then always. Yeah. I don't think I've ever ridden unless you
2: like, like no, that one time we end up together. together. <laughs> we got, we a guide.
0: We got oh, to go yeah. with the guide
2: once, and that was like so bougie. And that was that. It was the Nothing same feeling I got when I got <laughs> when I got like fan mail. I was like, why me? Like I was like, don't look at me. I know like, you going do feel like you're like i'm sorry everyone i'm sorry but the experience <laughs> is quite that's special and that's great.
1: not that's not just because of my job like you can you can i mean you can i pay do know it. you can pay big bucks it's to expensive. like get a guy but it's pretty crazy
0: but like- and, then, and then lastly okay. um is there anything that you all have been working on in quarantine whether it's covers because i know you all do a lot of covers together or anything else that you'd
2: want to promote Oh gosh! Promote. I mean. No, we've nothing to promote, sadly. But... We're doing a concert on Saturday, but it's just our. We're doing one song. That's tomorrow. We
1: yeah, we to need a practice. <laughs> yeah, we're singing.
2: <laughs> we're singing a song from Waitress. Um,
1: um, which which we I think we are. We can
2: put in the link. Ex- well, you pr- this probably won't be out in time. So.
1: Yeah, we're going to. I, I. We are going to. I'm going to make happen. I'm going to make us make a video of that song.
2: Mm-hmm. We will yeah. with your dad, which would be really cool. Yeah, yeah we're going
1: to make that happen because we miss it. We With, with everything going on and, and things getting pretty yucky out there in the world, we kind of like took a break from it, but um, but we miss it. We're always singing together, yeah. like that's non but like.
2: And now that I have um, like more audio rec- recording equipment, I'm going to start trying to make some stuff. And now that everything's here from New York, like my guitars and everything. Um, I'm going to start putting out some some original things. Um, so that'll just be on my probably so Instagram, funny. Instagram TV. And then like I'll, if I can get like a Spotify going or SoundCloud, I'll probably just yeah do that. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything on SoundCloud yet. I, I guess I can put one thing up there yeah, and get it going it. and I'll send it to you. It's going to be
0: great. Yeah. I was going to say. I
2: think, I think a lot of people want to take guitar lessons, reach out.
0: Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. I saw something about this right before the right before I went on Zoom today. About yeah,
2: it. yeah. I have like twelve ongoing students and everyone seems to be loving it. I'm loving it, so it's going great.
0: Yeah. Aw. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh I'd love to hear a duet of any Hades song <gasps> Yeah, maybe
2: yeah. we should do well we did, we did, we well, did it at live at the Times Square. She doesn't like the version. I hate that video well not the version. Me. It was scary. Yeah, it's it. Not... it was outdoors. It's scary in Times Square. Hear. It's bad. Also, the, yeah.
1: also, literally, as the song was starting, I see like all of your cast of Hades come <laughs> right, like, walk in to support right. you, and I was like, "Don't listen to me, <laughs> like, don't no." But
2: maybe we can do another cover of uh, yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I just recently found the cover of uh, "Of All I've Ever Known" and "Promises" with uh, Kalia and you. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: It's uh, that was from an event we did, and I love that. She, I love singing with her. She's so great.
0: It's going to be amazing when you two get to go together. Yeah, we're going to get back on singing. Yeah. Yes, we will. So where can everyone follow you all on social media to keep up with what you're doing in quarantine and doing next?
1: Yeah, ours are similar. They're, uh, mine is, well, mine's Molly, and then my middle initial, J McCook, M-C-C-O-O-K, on Instagram and Twitter.
2: Yeah, and mine is John A. Krause, right? Isn't yes. it? Are you asking what? me? Yeah, I
1: say similar because ours are both like first I'm name, middle, nice. initial yeah. last name. K R A U S. I feel
2: like I haven't looked at what it is.
0: I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's right.
2: Yeah. John A. Krause. John Krauss. A. Krauss.
0: But I've never I've never noticed the similarities. Yeah. Yeah. We just noticed that the other day. On
2: Twitter and Instagram.
0: Yeah. A coincidence. Yeah. I know. Meant to be. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was so nice talking to you all and so
2: nice, and- Becca.
1: It was nice to connect right now. It's yeah. nice to see people uh,
0: at all. So it was exactly. nice. To, yeah.
2: yeah, we have like, how are you doing?
0: Doing good. I mean, it, it's a rough time. It's, uh, I'm glad to be home in right. Dallas right now during the unknown. Yeah, for with sure. With everything, but.
2: It's cool that you're doing this. Like, I, like Daniel did, or was it Matthew?
0: Uh, Matthew did it. Matthew yeah. did it.
2: Yeah. It was really exciting just seeing every, like, people we know. and. Yeah. It's fun. I'm, I'm really. Yeah. I'm, it's cool that you're doing this. So keep it up. Yeah,
0: I, I love it. It's been a blast bringing the conversation of theater and entertainment back to for sure. And it's been fun to. It was fun to do it together. So yeah. thanks for yes. that. Yes. Yeah. Because you all have such good chemistry and like play off each other well. It's that's good because we're like married. so that be <laughs> yeah, weird? that's good because we all are married. <laughs> yeah. So only like, you keep so yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah you. Right. So.
2: Well, Becca.
0: Thank you all so much again. Yay! We'll talk to you How soon. You? Thanks, yeah. and say hi to your puppy for me. Oh, well, well. Sleepy girl. <laughs> sleepy. The poor, poor girl. Yeah. Oh. Bye. 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 Thanks for watching this episode of Backstage with Becca B. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Becca B Talks TV. Or for more exclusive content from this interview and more, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Backstage with Becca B. Make sure to subscribe to my channel and like this video, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye.